If you enjoy listening to this podcast, we ask you to consider supporting it by making a reoccurring or one-time donation. Visit Mayflower's website at www.mayflowerucc.org and click on the Donate Now button. Donations made to Mayflower's Radio Fund are tax-deductible and go toward keeping this podcast available. Thank you for your support. The sermon you are about to hear was preached at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City by the Reverend Lori Walkie, Associate Minister at one of America's premier liberal Protestant pulpits. At Mayflower, we are an open and affirming peace and justice church where we believe that religion should be biblically responsible, intellectually honest, emotionally satisfying, and socially significant. We go now to the pulpit of Mayflower UCC Church of Oklahoma City and to the preaching and teaching of Reverend Lori Walkie. Let us bow our heads in prayer together. Paul's words feel a little aggressive to us, Holy One, despite their being in a 2,000-year-old letter to people we don't know in a church we've never been to. At the very least, it's too early in the day, especially on Sunday fun day. But in any case, Paul could at least give us the courtesy of a warning to wait until our second cup of coffee before we get in too deep. Grace and peace to you, he starts. Oh, the possibilities of beginning our conversations that way. Grace and peace to you. With enough practice, we might learn to mean it. And then there's the line, let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Well, if that isn't right on the nose in this moment of hand-wringing over whether or not we should wear masks or how to cast our vote. And don't forget, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. This would seem to indicate that there are no magic words to pray, no list of required beliefs or only so many seats on the afterlife boat. Salvation must be a way of life then, not a set of creeds. May we be wise and courageous enough to take these words seriously, Holy One, for nothing changes if nothing changes. We pray in your holy name. Amen. The sermon this morning comes from Dolly Parton's song, Light of a Clear Blue Morning. It's been a long, dark night, and I've been a-waitin' for the morning. It's been a long, hard fight, but I see a brand new day a-dawning. I've been looking for the sunshine. You know I ain't seen it in so long, but everything's gonna work out just fine, and everything's gonna be all right that's been all wrong. Cause I can see the light of a clear blue morning. I can see the light of a brand new day. I can see the light of a clear blue morning. Oh, everything's gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. The scripture lesson also comes from the letter to the Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction 
of things not seen. Here ends the readings from several traditions. May God grant to us wisdom and courage for interpretation. Thank you, friends, for coming with us on what has been a bit of a Dollywood tour. Like many Oklahomans, I was raised on the Baptist hymnal and country music, Dolly's kind of country music. Last fall, I listened to the podcast Dolly Parton's America, which got me thinking about how these stories of hope and healing might be a worthy sermon series. Many stories told over the last four Sundays came from those episodes, and I am indebted to the many writers, reporters, musicologists, and musicians who contributed to it. As far as pairing Dolly's songs with scripture, well, some of you know that I am convinced the Bible could be translated using only country songs, since both scripture and country music are chock full of family dysfunction, but also because the strongest themes in both are about forgiveness, taking care of your neighbor, and love. Yes, it was difficult to pick just four songs, and apparently there are several of you who are slightly disappointed that we didn't include Coat of Many Colors. Maybe next time. Perhaps, you are thinking that Light of a Clear Blue Morning was chosen for this final Sunday because it is a light and lovely song to end this series on a cheerful note. See what I did there? And it is lovely, upbeat, uplifting. Dolly's version is certainly up-tempo by the last chorus. And the story of when Dolly wrote Light of a Clear Blue Morning is indeed magical. While it wasn't released as a single until 1977, at which point it just missed the top 10 in the US country charts, according to her autobiography, Dolly wrote it in 1974, just after ending her long-standing professional relationship with Porter Wagner after more than seven years together. Dolly had gone to his office to tell Porter her intentions and framed that conversation in the song, I Will Always Love You. In her autobiography, Dolly writes, As I left his office and began to drive toward my home out in Brentwood, it began to rain. So did I. I cried, not so much out of a sense of loss, but from the pain that almost always comes with change. It has a sad kind of freedom. Then I began to sing a song to myself. It's been a long, dark night and I've been waiting for the morning. It's been a long, hard fight, but I see a brand new day dawning. I've been looking for the sunshine. I ain't seen it in so long. Everything's gonna work out just fine. Everything's going to be all right that's been all wrong. I can see the light of a clear blue morning. I swear to you on my life, as I said that, the sky cleared up, it stopped raining, the sun came out, and before I got home, I had completely written the song called Light of a Clear Blue Morning. That sounds so lovely, doesn't it? It sounds as if she went from being in the middle of an F5 tornado to walking on a rainbow just like that. 
Oh, that's so what we want right now, especially right now. We have the sense that we are living or just about on the cusp of living in a dystopian nightmare. And we desperately want someone to wake us up from this bad dream or tell us that we're being punked and maybe they took it a little too far. Here's your life back. It's okay to hug people now. It's safe to send your kids to the classroom. It's fine to attend a concert or pack the pews on Sunday morning. There's no need to worry about our democracy. The president of the United States would never actually undermine the election. And of course, there will be a peaceful transfer of power in January, as has always been true in America. The thing is, what is absolutely vital to remember about the timing of when Dolly wrote Light of a Clear Blue Morning is that everything wasn't all right at that particular moment. Dolly still had miles and miles to go. You remember from last week's sermon that there would be some really difficult moments Porter's lawsuit and his public spree of character defamation of Dolly. It took years and years and years to pay off the settlement. It took as many years and probably more to undo the habituated thinking and way of being that develops in any abusive relationship, even those that have extraordinarily good moments. And as we know, because we are human, the grief over the death of a relationship, even a difficult one, isn't something that just goes away. It is not like closing a file or finishing a book. The lyrics of the song are particular and clear. Everything's gonna be all right. Not everything's all right. When we listen carefully to those lyrics, we hear Dolly's grit or to use a theological word, when we listen carefully to the lyrics, we hear Dolly's faith. Faith, a tricky word for some of us, especially those of us coming out of more fundamentalist traditions. Theologian Marcus Borg walks us through how the word faith is often used today. Faith is often identified first with believing and second, it is often used as a synonym for religion. What faith are you means what religion do you belong to? But neither of these modern meanings is what faith meant in pre-modern Christianity. The ancient meanings are expressed by the Latin words fidelitas and fiducia and their Greek equivalents. Fidelitas means fidelity, faithfulness. Think of what faithfulness means in a human relationship. Though sometimes narrowly restricted to sexual behavior, it does not mean simply not straying, but has a positive meaning of commitment, loyalty, allegiance, and attentiveness to the relationship. So it is in our relationship with God. Faith as fidelity does not mean simply not going after other gods, but commitment, loyalty, allegiance, and attentiveness to our relationship with God, and in the Christian context, 
to God as known, especially in Jesus. Borg continues, Fiducia means trust. Faith in God is more than commitment, even, even as it is not less. It is also about deep trust in God. Here, the opposite of faith is not infidelity, but mistrust or anxiety. A passage from Jesus in the Gospels expresses this perfectly. As Jesus invites his hearers to consider the birds of the air and how God feeds them and the lilies of the field and how God clothes them in gorgeous splendor, Jesus asks them several times, why do you worry, you of little faith? And concludes, therefore, do not worry. Little faith or worry, anxiety, or anxiety, they, they go together. Deep faith liberates us from anxiety. Deep faith, as in trust, liberates us from anxiety. Think of how free you would be if there were no anxiety in your life. And this does not mean you would not have concern for others and passion for a different kind of world. This is quite different from anxiety. Think of how different faith as fidelity and trust is from faith as believing a set of statements to be true. The latter can even increase anxiety. For example, if we believe that there is a final judgment in which we are sent to either heaven or hell, how could we not be anxious? Have I believed strongly enough or behaved rightly enough? But faith as faithfulness and trust eliminates that anxiety and frees us for transformation in this life. This is faith as a way of trustful living that the author of Hebrews describes as assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. It is the sincere belief that while things are not all right, they will be all right, and that love will see us through. We find that line in Hebrews because the church who read that letter was also in a situation where things were not all right. Hebrews, a, a sermon in the form of a letter written to, well, scholars are not exactly sure to who, and written by, well, scholars are not exactly sure who wrote the letter either, but what is clear is that the writer is not preaching into a vacuum. They address a real and urgent pastoral problem, one that seems astonishingly contemporary. The people are exhausted. How exhausted? Well, they are so down, they have such a loss of confidence that they are urged in one part of the letter to lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees. And we know the feeling. Last week, we hit a terrible milestone in the United States. More than 200,000 Americans have died of the coronavirus. To put it in perspective, the total U.S. coronavirus death toll is equivalent to one 9-11 attack every day for 66 days. It is more than the number of Americans killed in battle in the mo five most recent wars combined. 
the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Iraq War, the war in Afghanistan, and the Persian Gulf War. Then there's the news about the murder of Breonna Taylor, the first responder who was killed in March of this year after officers used a no-knock search warrant at her apartment in the middle of the night. Last week, over six months after her murder, only one officer was indicted, charged with three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree. Wanton endangerment is a fourth degree felony in Kentucky. If convicted, prison is not mandatory though. James Lardy of the Marshall Project writes, for a sense of scale, unauthorized use of a credit card involving a sum of money between 500 and 1,000 dollars is also a fourth degree felony. And on top of all that, the charges are not really about Brianna's murder. The indictment was for wantonly shooting a gun into the apartment adjoining Brianna's. So there is still no justice for Brianna Taylor. And then there are all the things happening in our own individual lives the diagnosis, the treatment, the separation, the divorce, the job loss, trying to manage school for a three-year-old, a kindergartner, and a third grader, wondering if there's enough to put back to retire, the depression, the weariness, everything. Just like the original readers of the letter to the Hebrews, we are struggling, our hands and our heads drooping, and our knees weak. We, too, are exhausted, and like Dolly, we have miles and miles to go. So it is that in this moment, we must remember that faith is not magic words. Faith is not a ticket to heaven or a litmus test. It is not something to be taken lightly. It is a cry of hope. It is a cry of dissent that this is not how it will always be. Faith is the stubborn, relentless, gritty, sure and certain hope that God will be God, all things will be made right, and love will see us through. It is grit is deep trust. It is us saying to God, it's been a long, dark night. It's been a long, hard fight. But we trust that everything's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Even when the winds are still high, even when it's still raining. So let us not give up now, friends. Let us claim assurance of that which we hope for and embody conviction of things unseen. Let us trust that the light of a clear blue morning is just about to break through and then work until it does. For we did not come this far to just come this far. Amen. You've been listening to the preaching and teaching of Reverend Lori Walkie, Associate Minister 
at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City. More information about the church can be found at mayflowerucc.org or by visiting Mayflower's Facebook page. Worship services are every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. with adult education classes at 10 a.m. Mayflower also has a full church school for children of all ages available during the 11 a.m. service. Mayflower is located on Northwest 63rd Street, one block west of Portland. Thank you for listening.